It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. As the show keeps going, I keep getting more excited. I did. It's one of those deals where when you when you know you're going to do something and you look forward to it for a long time. Okay, you hype yourself up. Sometimes though, when you didn't know you're going to do something and it just drops into your lap. You don't even have time to hype yourself up, but now I'm just hyping myself up. We're playing Macklemore all day long because Macklemore is tonight at the Adams Center. I didn't even know this was happening until last week because I live in the clouds during football season. And then I didn't even know I was going to go until my buddy calls me up and says, I got a ticket, you got to go. I said, okay, I guess we're going. So that's what I'm doing. Maybe I'll see you there. Welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Jam-packed first hour. Sam Herter, Hero Sports, joined us to talk uh, all the way around the FCS and the Big Sky Conference. Give us a preview of the Montana-Idaho game. Uh, we were expecting Eric Meyer, the quarterback's coach for Cal Poly, and also an Eastern Washington great, Walter Payton Award winner, but uh, some stuff got crossed up, so we'll still effort Eric. Maybe we'll get him a little later on in the week. I'm actually very interested in talking to Coach Meyer, not even really from the Cal Poly perspective, but more from a Big Sky Conference perspective. What what does he think of the way the league has evolved and changed since he was the best player in the league some 15 or 16 years ago? Uh, we also talked some Big Sky Conference hoops because don't look now, that's right around the corner as well. And we also talked some Grizz Hockey. Grizz Hockey, their rivalry games Friday and Saturday. Friday in Missoula against Montana State and then in Bozeman on Saturday as well. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. The M Store where they're all Grizz all the time. And the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. When it comes to Grizz Hockey, by the way, uh, because Grizz Hockey is home and away, Buffalo Wild Wings right across the street from us here at Missoula Broadcasting They'll be streaming the games on the ESPN MT app. So if you want to go enjoy some wings, have some beers, check out Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, You're home for Grizz Hockey uh, all season long. It's time now for our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview of the week each week. And we're joined by one of my favorite guys, a guy who's a fan favorite around Grizz Nation, and a guy that's still a part of the conversation because he's been doing these cool cut-ups uh, on the YouTube. It's Samuel Kim in studio. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Thanks so much for coming in. I appreciate you for having me. So, first of all, you got to talk me through this. Uh, we were talking NFL off the air. Uh, you got to teach me how to get a divorce from my team. You're an Oklahoma <laughs> guy. You, you, you grew up a Cowboys fan. It makes sense. You know, you're right there. It's it's regional. Probably everybody you knew was a Cowboys fan. But you couldn't do it anymore as of last year. And after last Sunday, you probably feel pretty good about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, man, it was, it, it's been a long, long fandom for me. And, <laughs> and I've just been hoping for that day that, like, I can just celebrate the Cowboys, but it never came. I mean, how crazy. So how, how old are you, 25? 26. 26. Yeah. So 
the Cowboys have one of the most storied histories in the history of, of football. Facts. But they haven't been any good since you've been alive. I shouldn't say any good. They've been okay, but they haven't been as good as they once were the whole time you've been alive. No That's pretty crazy. How many playoff games the Cowboys won since you've been alive? Two? Three? Yeah, probably like two or three. <laughs> two or three. Yeah. And then you watch them just get run rough shot on Sunday Night Football. You're probably feeling pretty good about your I'm divorce. Just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to do the same thing with the Minnesota Vikings because I just can't take it anymore. I can't take the the high water mark for my whole life has been okay. You're gonna win. You're gonna get in the playoffs, and then somehow, some way, you're gonna get your heart broken in the most ridiculous fashions in the playoffs. And it's just, it's just too much. But uh, may, maybe I'll take a. a uh, note from your book and uh, and get rid of them. You definitely should. <laughs> the part about the NFL now is there's so many moving parts and guys change teams so much. Oh, yeah. Just being a fan of the league is actually just fun, right? Yeah, it is. It is because there's so many good players. There's so much good talent in the league right now. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, so that was my thing. It's like I love so many teams. I love so many guys. It's just fo- I love football. So it's like I don't need to have be a fan of a team to <laughs> – well, when you you're a great player for the Grizz, and now you're playing professionally in the United States Football League. But when you watch the NFL, how much different is it to you than watching college film or you know playing the USFL? I mean, to me, it, it's like almost college football and pro football are like different sports at this point. Yeah. What, what do you mean? In what way? I guess just the, some of the priorities. Like in college, first of all, teams play way faster, so they have a lot more plays. Yeah. I mean, the NFL, it's all about possessions. Yeah. You're the Kansas City Chiefs. You know you're going to get six or seven or eight possessions, and you're going to score on five of those possessions. You're trying to go five for eight and score 35 points and win. In college, you might get 12, 14 possessions. So even if, you know, you might score on seven out of 14, you're still going to score more points, but you actually didn't score on possessions more often. There's just way more changes of possession. Yeah. Uh on that point, I would say probably the margin of error is much thinner. Yes, like, so right. a mistake is magnified in professional football in the NFL. Right. Whereas in college, just like you're saying, you get so many more possessions. Maybe a fumble doesn't affect you that much. Maybe a couple interceptions don't affect you that much. But in the NFL, it's like every play matters. That's why it's so high intense. That's why there's so much money on the yeah. line. Just everything. The other part that is just such a huge difference is... The NFL storylines are all about the quarterbacks, yeah. but when you watch the NFL game, the pass rushes are just so crazy. Oh, yeah. Like, the quarterback has two seconds to get rid of the ball. In college, a lot of times the quarterback's going to be as athletic as the defensive guys chasing him. Oh, yeah. So he can extend. I mean, you, you play with Dalton Sneed. You guys would have plays that would last 10 full seconds because Sneed will be running around all crazy and you and Samari Torre are getting loose. Oh, yeah. In the NFL, you can't do that because everybody's faster than you. Yeah. That's the thing you notice is like, I guess in college, you know, there's some top athletes on every team. Every team has some top athletes. But in the league, it's like that guy was an All-American at his school. This guy was an All-American at his school. This guy was like a Heisman finalist. He's a backup. You know, it's just (laughs) so much talent in the NFL. It's it's ridiculous. It it absolutely is ridiculous. Uh, Tell people about uh, just an update on you. You you had your first year of professional football in the United States Football League. So. Take people through the experience. It's, it's been kind of interesting as you watch the USFL sort of grow as this new league. Yeah. Uh, man, it was awesome. It was awesome. You know, had a couple former Grizz as my coach on my coaching staff. Uh, interesting. Bart Andrus and uh, Brendan McGuire, former Grizz receiver. He was the D-line coach and Bart was the head coach. But it was awesome, man. I definitely noticed just like the talent level compared to college, uh, you know, the the – 
there was just so many things. It was a great experience. My teammates, I had a bunch of former NFL teammates, you know, a former first rounder as my teammate, former Grizz guys on my team. Uh, I don't know if anybody remembers uh, Adam Rodriguez, but he For was sure. my teammate from Weber State, yep. the guy who got like five or six sacks on us that one time <laughs> I th- in I think I think Dalton State's still having nightmares about Adam <laughs> Rodriguez because that was one of the great individual games oh, I have yeah. ever seen. I mean, this dude was going crazy in that game. <laughs> yeah, it was it was awesome. And just having those conversations with Case, Adam, Luis, who's a ki- who's our kicker, just so many Big Sky guys. It's just cool to share those stories and just we're all going through the same experience. We all came from the same place, kind of, you know, different schools, but same conference. So it, it was an awesome experience. Case Cook is the quarterback there for the uh, Philadelphia Stars. But you weren't living in Philly, though, right? No, we were in Detroit. So tell people about that part of it. It started out where everybody was in Birmingham, Alabama, yes. right? And then they went out to a couple different cities. What were the, the cities where everybody was at? Yeah, so 2022, they were in Birmingham. This past season, they did four hubs. So it was Detroit, where you had the Michigan Panthers and the Stars, my mm-hmm. team. There was Canton, where you had um, Pittsburgh Maulers, and you had the New Jersey Generals. Mm-hmm. There was Birmingham, where you had the champions, two-time champions now, the Birmingham Stallions and New Orleans Breakers. And then you had Memphis, where you had the Memphis Showboats and Houston Gamblers. So Fascinating. And it's going to be interesting to see if this can continue to gain legs, but I do think they're doing it right with sort of this hub model. But this next year, is it going to go back to the near cities, or are you going to do the, the hub model again? So there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. I don't I'm know sure. if you heard about the XFL-USFL uh, merger, mm. but that's big news. Um, I've, I don't have any facts right now. Right. There's, just, right. there's definitely a merger. We, the leagues are merging, and I've seen things about um, the USFL applying for or whatever it is to get a new trademark for a new name. But the leagues are merging, so it's going to look a little different. But our union has assured us that they're going to take care of our everything with us and you know it'll be interesting it'll be interesting for sure samuel kim in studio with us former grizz wide receiver now currently with the philadelphia stars talking all things football it's our espn roundtable probably presented by paradise falls of missoula you know a place to watch the grizz game saturday night paradise falls is a great spot they have an early and a late happy hour plus food and drink specials all night long they'll have all the college football games on all afternoon into the evening 8.30 kick. I'm going to be sleepy time by the time this thing gets started there in <laughs> Moscow. But uh, if you need somewhere to watch the game, head on down to Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, uh, Missoula's coolest hotspot. Now, you were on the Grizz when Case Cookus at NAU came here and he got thrown out of the game, right? Talk to him about that. See, I loved, I, you know, at Skyline Sports, we cover the whole big sky. And Case Cookus won the, the Jerry Rice Award when he was a freshman at NAU. So I, I started uh, sort of following this kid and, and interviewing him a lot w- when he was young. And so I always loved the, just sort of scope of his whole career. He's a really talented guy, and he's got a lot of fire. In this neck of the woods, though, in Missoula, he's like most remembered for getting tossed at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Oh, yeah. Do you ever give him ever give him hell for this? Yeah, I, I mean, that was like <laughs> one of the first things I talked to him about. I remember telling people before the season, I was like, man, Case is my quarterback. I can't wait to talk to him about that play. <laughs> totally. And I, just, I was just like, hey, man, you know my first memory of you? And he was like, when I got kicked out of your game. I was like, yeah. <laughs> So we we shared a good laugh about it. He's 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 a, he's an awesome guy. Well, that was a that was a couple fiery competitors because Case Cook is definitely brings it, and Connor Strom is definitely a hold no prisoners type of guy oh, too. Yeah. And they were definitely oh, yeah. getting into it. So that was an interesting game too. That was when uh, you guys had to. McKenna. McKenna Simmons comes in, and you guys had to run this totally different offense, but it was actually probably the win that helped get you into the playoffs that year, right? We actually didn't make the playoffs. Oh, that's year. right. It was like almost to get yeah, in the playoffs. Almost. If that's we would have right. beat the Cats, we probably would have gotten That's in. exactly right. Yeah. yeah, but that it was a big win. It was a it weird, was a it was win. A weird win, though. Because they, they would have won the conference had right. we not beat them. So that was what he brought up. He was like, man, yeah, you guys took that Big Sky Championship away from me. But it was an awesome year, and that was a big win for us. 
Uh, life in Detroit, how, what was that like? Man, it was interesting. So we played our games, our home games, out of the Lions Stadium. I, I can't, Ford, Ford, Ford Field. Field. Yeah, sure. But we practiced and basically did everything. We practiced at uh, Eastern Michigan, mm. which I didn't even know was close to Ann Arbor. But we lived in our, Ann Arbor. Oh, interesting. Which is like, right, it's like an hour outside of Detroit. So do they have team housing for you then? Uh, during camp, we stayed in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. But after camp, it's like you find your own house. Okay, so you yeah. have or you own... can stay in the hotel. Sure. Obviously, you pay for it, but right, you know. right. But you did have your own place. Yeah, I did. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, what I mean, what did you think of just that part of the country? It's boring, man. <laughs> I remember. I remember. Well, Ann Arbor, we didn't spend t- a ton of time in Detroit. We went to a receiver dinner at the end of the season at, in Detroit, but I didn't get a lot of time in Detroit. But in terms of Ann Arbor, like besides the University of Michigan, there is nothing. Right. Nothing out there. So it's, it's, and I always thought when I first came to Montana, I was like, man, Missoula is so boring. It's nothing like Oklahoma. But then I go back to Oklahoma and I'm like, dang, Oklahoma's kind of boring. And then being <laughs> in Ann Arbor, I was like, this is a ghost town. <laughs> right. Especially during, we were there like late spring, summertime. Yeah. So there's no students. That's a college town. So right. it's just, just a ghost town. Yeah. Interesting. When you, uh, when you first came to Montana, before you came here, I guess is the question. What did you think Montana was going to be like? I always ask out-of-state guys this because sometimes sometimes guys know because they're from around the area or whatever. Oklahoma's a little ways away. Yeah. Uh, what did you think it was going to be like? I don't know, man. Like, I knew there wasn't going to be a lot of diversity out sure. here, if, that's, yep. if you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. Um, but in terms of just like how the state was going to be, I don't know. I, I mean, I knew it was going to be cold. I knew there was going to be more snow than I've ever seen in my life, but... Outside of that, like I didn't really have any any expectations to be honest. I, I I was honestly just grateful and excited to be playing football on a full ride scholarship. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> I mean, the, the dynamic of Missoula is so interesting to me too because there's certainly not a, a ton of racial diversity in yeah. Missoula, but there is a lot of cultural diversity yeah, in for Missoula. Sure. Most definitely, and I, I think that that makes it a little bit easier for people to come here from yeah. from other places because Missoula is a very welcoming community. I know you felt that a lot. Yeah, I did. I did, and I. This is actually crazy. Do you have time for like me to give a little story? Oh, absolutely. We okay. got we got fifteen minutes left, okay. man. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when I was a uh, on my recruiting visit in 2016, a guy came up to me and was like, "Hey, are you Samuel Kim from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma?" And this is before you've even. This is before I. This is on my recruiting. <laughs> you don't visit. even play for the Grizz. Yet. I don't even play for the Grizz. I'm Amazing. a high schooler, like eight games into our high school in my senior year. He comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, are you Samuel Kim from the University of Montana?" He's like, "We need you to come here. Like, you'd be a great addition to our team." Fast forward to. Two weeks ago, who we played two weeks? Idaho State. Fast forward to the yeah. Idaho State game. I'm about to do the the pregame show, and some guy walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, like, do you remember when a guy came up to you in the stands?" Like, yeah, yeah. Da, da. It was the guy. Amazing. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, how'd you know? I how how'd you know? And we we had a good conversation, and he's an awesome guy. But I remember that was what stood out to me on my visit, and that was really what. I mean, I was already going to commit. I only had one offer, but that was what really stood out to me about the fan base. Is like, I'm a high schooler, and these guys care about me, so I can't even imagine what it'd be like when I'm a player. All right, it's great. Fans just love it, man. Oh, yeah. They are just so into it. I'll never forget when we were sitting here one day, we just get a random call, and it's a guy from Vancouver, Washington, and he says, Hey, there's this kid from uh, Vancouver right across the bridge from Portland. His name's Cole Grossman, and he's getting recruited by Montana, and he's going to be an excellent player in the Big Sky Conference if, if, he, if, he, if you guys could get him in Missoula. We're like, Well, random call. Thanks for the call. And then I look <laughs> him up on Twitter. I'm like, Oh, this guy is nice. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, here he is. He's a stud tight end for the Grizz. And Hopefully uh, recovering well because I know he's going through some stuff now with the the knee surgery this off season, but uh, certainly he's been a, a huge contributor uh, to the University of Montana thus far in his football career. Samuel Kim in studio with us here uh, on Nuance is now uh, just the element of of being sort of famous when you play for the Grizz. What do you think of that part, man? It's 
it's it's interesting because when I came to college, I yeah. remember like I grew up. My brother was a four star. Went right. to Oklahoma State. Right. He had offers from everywhere. You know, Arkansas. I think he had Washington State. He had a bunch of offers. Yeah. He ended up going to Oklahoma State. I remember the one thing I wanted when I was growing up was like. I want people to know me for me. Like it was always like, oh, that's Jossie's little brother, or sure. oh, that's such and like that's such and such. But it was never like, oh, that's Sammy and Kim. But now it's like people out here know me, and they don't even know my brother. I mean, they know my brother because <laughs> right, I right. talk about him. But I remember, you remember Carter Key? Uh huh. Of course. I talked to him a couple years. Because he was also from Oklahoma. Also right? from Oklahoma. We went to the same high school. He um he said to me a couple years ago. He hit me up. I think it was when I signed with the Stars, or so, I can't remember what it was. But he hit me up and was like, "Hey, I remember you." Because I had t me and him had this conversation because he had a, his bigger brother played with my bigger brother, and he was like, "Man, I, I remember you said you wanted to make a name for yourself, and you actually did it out in there, in Missoula, man. Like, I'm so happy for you." But that was just what stood out to me is just like everybody knew my brother, and now you know I wanted people to know me, and they know me. But it's awesome being a part of the Missoula community. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, th there's also just a certain element of it where, first of all, the University of Montana has unbelievably high expectations in athletics across the board. Oh, yeah. Particularly football. And I think that everybody that comes here that embraces those expectations has success, uh, at least to a certain level of success. But it also comes with a lot of scrutiny. What do you think of, of that part? Because, I mean, the community certainly holds it to a high standard. Grizz fans can also be a little bit crazy. I mean, here we are. We have a talk radio show every day. And when the Grizz are winning, we're pumping them up. And when they're losing, we're, you know, we don't ever try to go cut them down. We try yeah. to tell the story of what actually happened in the X's and O's nice. and stuff like that. But but you know what I'm saying. Like, sometimes the, the roller coaster can be a little bit nuts, right? It can be a little bit of nuts. But personally, I feel like if you want the positive side of it, that's right. you have to be able to accept the negative side of it. Even though you hope it doesn't get super negative, sure. if you're willing to accept the positive right. and all the love you get, you got to understand that you know when you don't play well, we're going to have something to say. So right. Right. You know, that's really my mindset. Oh, and it's a heck of a lot better than nobody caring, right? Yeah, If exactly. nobody's talking about you, then that's way worse than exactly. people talking about you in any way, right? Exactly. So I'd much rather people care than not care. <laughs> well, let's talk about this year's Grizz team. That You've been doing these awesome YouTube videos. Uh, if you want to go find them, they're on his uh, YouTube channel. We've had a couple of them on Skyline Sports as well. Maybe that's something we continue. But either way, uh, he's doing a great job putting out a couple of weeks. So uh, first of all, what, what made you, what, what inspired you to do this? Uh, just wanted to have something to do, something, a hobby, or what, what kind of got you going on this? Well, I've always wanted to, like, break down the game, yeah. be a part of the, the broadcasting side of the game, yep. you know, I've always wanted to do that, but I never had an avenue, you know, and mm -hmm. I started doing a little bit of radio this year, and I, I, I've always wanted a YouTube channel as well, but, you know, the day in the life and all that stuff is not really for me, you know, I, sure. can't, right. I can't really pretend, and my life isn't that exciting, <laughs> so I decided to, you know, start breaking down film, and, you know, the response was great, so I was like, all right, I guess I'll keep dropping them, but I remember when I dropped that first one, if I showed you the, the uncut version of the first <laughs> video, and I was sitting there in front of the camera, my heart was just like right. pounding, Yeah. But I remember remember dropping it and it, it did well yeah no totally it, it, these are cool if you want to sort of an in-depth look at like the x's and the o's i know some people like to think about football just sort of the baseline way but other people really want to know you know what is a cover three what is a cover two all these different things and uh sammy's doing a great job of uh, of breaking all that stuff down um so let's talk about the grizz then to me from just an analysis standpoint this team has been fascinating to cover because they had so much, such a muddled identity right. at the beginning of the year. Coach Out came out right out of the gates and said, "Hey, we're not naming a starting quarterback. We're going to have this multiple quarterback system where both guys are competing well into the season." And I'm thinking, okay, 
You know, this could go a lot of different ways. Yeah. We've seen some success with those systems in the big sky. I mean, Sac State, Montana State. But also, there's the old saying where if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any quarterbacks. Right. So it, it, the balancing act. And then I thought that they just really struggled to find you know, a sense of offensive flow for right. the first couple games. And I thought the quarterbacks had a hard time finding confidence. Well, then after NAU, which was... Uh, I mean, Coach Alk would tell you this, a disaster. They did, they did not play or perform anywhere close to the standard. Not at all. They decided to make a decision, and they've gone with Clifton McDowell. And I thought it was a little bit clunky in terms of flow against Idaho State. But last week, I was very, very impressed. I thought they made a ton of good adjustments and uh, made it a lot simpler. What did you see? What have you see? How have you seen the, the offense for the Grizz evolve? Man, it, it, was, it was rough the first couple games. I think that does, just like you said, le- – a part of that is because there was no definitive starter. Right. So, you know, the back of their heads are like, man, if I mess up, you right. know, if I throw a pick, if I do this, am I going to get benched? You know, whatever. I think them going, or I don't know if they said this, but it, them playing Clifton majority both these games, I think that gives him some confidence. But also, you just see the receivers growing in their comfortability with Clifton. You see, yep. you just see everybody in the offense being more comfortable, guys making plays. Um, I think the Grizz were great on third down on Saturday. The percentages aren't going to say that because they were like 9 for 19 on third down. But if you watch the game, there's yeah. critical moments in the game where they're making big plays and big moments in the game. And I think I just think they're finding an identity. Well, 9 of 19 is decent. I mean, that's definitely adequate. You, yeah. you, you want to be up around probably 65%, 70%. Yeah. But if you're getting over 50, that's still – it's better than – I mean, I guess NAU, they were like 2 of 13 or yeah. something like that. So <laughs> yeah. it certainly, uh, certainly improved. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, as a former wide receiver yourself, I mean, current wide receiver professionally, but former Grizz wide receiver, uh, first of all, the 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 crew right now, the, the main three guys, Keelan White, Junior Bergen, Aaron Fonts, they're all similar body types. Yeah. They don't have a big 6'4 guy like you or a 6'3 guy like Samari Torre. They have just a bunch of six foot, or I guess Junior Bergen's more like 5'9", but little slashing, really yeah. fast guys. Yeah. With what they do, especially with some of their route trees, I think these guys were having a really hard time getting off of physical play at the line of yeah. scrimmage. Then they started getting off, though. And I thought that was the other key. McDowell's not necessarily going to, you know, he's not Brock Purdy. He's not going to just throw it nah. right into the middle of the bullseye. Nah. But he can throw it up there and let you go get it. And that's what actually changed on Saturday, and you saw those guys do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron's had that capability to do that. For sure. For since I've seen him, this kid is so. I say it every time I talk about this guy. He is so fast, so athletic, so twitchy. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm just so glad that he finally blossomed. But I do think they are finding ways to get these guys open, finding ways to allow these guys to do use their strengths as a benefit for the Grizz team. You know, I, I think they're making great improvements, and you see it. It was only a matter of time before Aaron Fonts broke out, but I think it had to happen, though, for him to like have the confidence to do it. Oh, yeah. Because you go watch him in fall camp. He's been, you know, we always do our fun, like, August segment, who's going to be the breakout star on each side of the ball. I've called Aaron Fonts for two years in a row, yeah. and he had a fine year last year, but by no means what people that have seen him oh, and yeah. been around him know what his potential is. Now, yeah. I mean, last week he's Big Sky Conference Player of the Week, so maybe that's a breakthrough for him. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope it lends itself to his confidence and he just continues to grow. I mean, the fact that we've only had one 100-yard receiver since, what was that, last year, SEMO? Malik Flowers had it against SEMO, but that was their first 100-yard receiver in the regular season since you and Samari both did it back in wow. 2019. Wow. That's just insane. I hope we see more of those. I know, what did Aaron have, 99? 99, so almost, but but he and Keelan both had over 90. 
So that's, that's huge. Awesome. That's huge strides for for this receiving core because they have been. I, I have felt that they have underutilized some of their best talent these last couple of years because they've been so ball controlled. They've been lacking creativity, but now yeah. that's what I was so impressed with. It's been so frustrating because of their lack of creativity the last yeah. couple of years. And last week they were creative. They yeah. did good stuff to get those guys the ball. Oh yeah, I, I think so as well. Uh, defensively, what have you seen uh, out of the Grizz? Because to me. And you know this stuff better than I do, but to me, it seems like they're running a lot more coverage stuff on the back end. It seems like they're running a lot more zones and combo coverages and stuff. Like for several years, it was just man, yeah, quarters, yeah, and that's what happened. I mean, we got Justin Ford that you should do that because <laughs> he can do it. But have you seen that too? Yes, I'm definitely seeing some more coverage in the back end. But in terms of what I see defensively, I see Trevor Gradney making plays weekly, and I see Braxton. Braxton is flying around yep. the ball. That guy is living around the ball. But also, like, guys like Riley Wilson making plays, guys like Ryder making mm-hmm. plays. Like, you, I just think they're playing – well, I'll use the UC Davis game because I hadn't seen this before. Sure. But during the UC Davis game, I definitely could see their physicality, their intent to want to put hurting in UC Davis, like in the most respectful way, not hurt them and not get them to play ever again. But these guys were being physical. These guys were putting hits on guys constantly during the game. And, you know, I just think they're, they've upped their intensity. I thought that, too, you could tell they made a little bit of an adjustment where they were – Bring a lot of pressure off the edge, but not as much up the middle. And they had, first of all, they the defense got had such a great advantage because you're not going to find better blitzing inside linebackers than Jace Lewis, Dante Olson, and Marcus Wellnell. Yeah. I mean, those guys are those guys are all some of the best pass rushers in the conference. Yeah. Period. And so that double A gap blitz they used to run is just like a nightmare. Yeah. They're running a little bit less, but I think that's so they could let a guy like Braxton Hill roam around. And he's so good in coverage. He's so good at chasing down ball carriers. Oh, yeah. So I think I. I I guess the whole point of what we're talking about is the Grizz are making the proper adjustments to make progress moving forward. They are. Forward. They are. And it's amazing to see. I'm so happy. Uh, last couple of things for you. Rivalry. Samuel came in studio with us, by the way, here on Nuanas Now. It's our ESPN roundtable. Rivalry game in Moscow on uh, Saturday. Obviously, as a former Grizz, you know all about the, the rivalry with the Cats. You know all about the rivalry with Eastern Washington. That thing got real spicy when Eastern was really good a couple of years ago, and they were talking all the smack. Oh, yeah. What's your perspective on Idaho? Do you, I mean, you played against Idaho, but you guys ran yeah. roughshod over Idaho. I played against times. a different Idaho team. That's Let me right. say that. This, yeah. this Idaho team, man, I'm going to just be frank. They are good. They're stacked. Their running back is good. I think he's leading the conference in rushing. I mean, I think he, if he makes one more step, he's league. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Or at least profe- he's a professional football oh, for player. Sure. He is really, for really sure. good. Their quarterback, really good. Yep, Javon McCoy is awesome. Hayden Hatton. Um, I don't know the guy's name, number six. They, they got, Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine Jackson, their tight end, number eight. Yep. Transfer from what, uh, Coastal? Yep. Carolina? Yep. And then, you know, I haven't watched, watched much, much of their defense. I don't think their defense is good, but I'm just really impressed by Giovanni McCoy. I think he makes it all go, and, you know, this guy can throw it. He can put – he. He can throw it really well, for especially for an FCS quarterback, a big sky guy. He can throw it really well. And then, um, yeah, I mean, just him. He, he makes everything go, and he can run. The most impressive part about him is I think this is such an interesting dynamic that's going on in college football right now. We, we started off by talking about the, the athleticism of the defenses in the NFL. In college, so often the quarterback is going to be a great athlete and maybe a better athlete than a lot of the guys he's running against. Oh, yeah. But they also are more prone to run. That's the instant reaction, right? Mm-hmm. The thing I would give McCoy the most credit for is he can run and he can hurt you with his legs. 
But a lot of times he stands in there and he moves in the pocket and he, he takes the hit and then makes the throw. Oh, yeah. And that's where they get all these gash plays. Oh, yeah. He's makes so many good throws. And I noticed that as well, that he can run and he can run effectively, but he doesn't want to. He wants to throw. You can tell he wants to sit in there and dot guys, dot things up and it, it's working well for him. I mean, the two dagger plays last year in this game when Idaho came into Missoula and won were both when Patrick O'Connell beat the offensive lineman in the, in one second and was bearing down on Giovanni McCoy, and he takes the hit from the blind side and just throws a dime, and both times, boom, touchdown. Yeah. It, way easier said than done, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, keys for Montana then Saturday at the, at the Kibbe Dome? Man, contain Giovanni McCoy, first things first. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know so much how – defensively schematically you want to stop them because you know they do so many things well they can run it they can throw it but I think limiting Giovanni McCoy's imprint on the game is going to be most effective for you because I don't think particularly I don't think their defense is anything crazy right you know I think they do a good job good enough to get them wins but I think their offense is really where they hang their hat so I think um, if you can contain Giovanni McCoy, you can contain their offense. Idaho's uh, defensive secondary is very good. That's the best part of their defense. They're leading the conference right now in pass yards allowed. Wow. Uh, but the front seven is is fine. It's yeah. good. But I, I think I mean I actually thought UC Davis was pretty dang good in the front seven. Yeah. On Saturday, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, that's going to be the challenge for the Grizz, though. Is Bobby Hawk wants to be a, a run first team. But how do they? But I still think that the best players on the Grizzlies right now are their guys on the, on the perimeter. So how do they get it out to the perimeter? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'll be interested to see how they're going to draw up the plan offensively. You know, we have weapons. We got to use them, and we took a step in the right direction. But we got to make great strides this week. Well, uh, it should be a fun one Saturday night at the KB Dome. We'll be there in full force, and. Uh, can't wait. I can't wait to see the Kibbe Dome in full force. It's close to a sellout. They told me earlier today they got about 300 tickets left, so definitely coming down to it. If you want to go to the Tap the Keg event Friday night, even if you're a Montanan, you're going over there to support the Grizz, they're inviting you. It's homecoming weekend, and they have a big brew fest going on there at the Kibbe Dome between 3 and 8 o'clock. Text us. We got passes for you. 406-888-1029. Uh, this is our ESPN Roundtable with Samuel Kemp. We totally buried the lead, man. You got engaged recently. Congratulations, I man. I did. I did. Well, it's exciting for you and, and for your fiance Jordan. Uh, she has joined us on the show once before as well for uh, a thing they were doing, a, a fundraiser thing they were doing this last summer. So happy for you guys, man. And uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I appreciate you, I appreciate you man. Uh, We'll do it again sometime. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, appreciate you for having me, man. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. You need a place to watch the Grizz game? Head on down to Paradise Falls. On Saturday night, they'll have food and drink specials all evening long. 3621 Brook Street, Paradise Falls, Missoula's coolest hot spot. Uh, We've talked a bunch about this Grizz-Idaho game. Let's talk about the game on the other side of the Great Divide. Cal Poly at Montana State. Sebastian Valdez, one of the best defensive tackles in the country, will join us next for our Montana State Minute. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler 
for life. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Well, time now for our Montana State Minute featuring various members of the Montana State football team. And we're joined now by junior defensive tackle Sebastian Valdez, one of the best inside defensive linemen in the Big Sky Conference and in the FCS. Sebastian, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Good, good. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. First of all, I just want to talk about just the midpoint of the season here. I mean, you guys had the bye at pretty much an ideal time, at least it seems like. You got six games under the belt. You got five games remaining. So what would you think of the timing of the bye, and what sort of stuff did you guys get done last week? Yeah, it was good. It was good timing for the bye, but nothing really changed during the week. We still went through our normal routine and stuff, so we're just taking it week by week, really focusing on one opponent at a time. And uh, I know we have a pretty hard away schedule, so really trying to focus on that as well. How would you evaluate just where you guys are at right now uh, about halfway through the year? i say we're in a pretty good spot. The guys are working and guys are doing good, so just taking it week by week, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much. One thing I love about covering the FCS and just following the FCS is most often you are going to probably lose a game, but it's so much about how you react to that loss. I know you guys were so disappointed after losing in Brookings, but you guys have been lights out since then. So what's been the key to sort of bouncing back from that, and, and what has sort of led to you guys playing so well these last three weeks? We just have to rely on each other. We know that playing in the Big Sky Conference is tough, and every every team, especially if you're uh, ranked pretty high, you're going to get the best shot every week. So it's it's, it's a matter of preparing well every week and understanding that uh, no game is going to be easy. And even if you play uh, not a very high-caliber team, we have to take it as, as if they're the number one team. Absolutely. And it seems like you guys love that, though. It seems like you guys love you know getting everybody's best shot. It seems like you guys have really reacted well and acclimated well to that. Yeah, for sure. It helps us, and uh, we, we it's good for us to understand that take nothing nothing lightly. Sebastian Valdez joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. It's our Montana State Minute. How about uh, just you personally? From a leadership role, it seems like you, you've really grown and developed, and I think it's fun to watch because you guys have so many guys in your class that are juniors. It seems like you guys have natural leadership characteristics, like Tommy and Brody and a bunch of guys. But now that you're older, it seems like you really settled into it. So, I mean, does, be, does being older help you lead more? For sure, for sure. I mean, the older you get, the, the more eyes you get on you, especially younger guys on the team. So it's it's good to set that example and just lead, lead and uh, show them how things are done. So uh, it's for sure a good thing, and uh, I for sure feel that way. And you, it seems like you're getting a lot of attention when it comes to what opposing teams are doing, but I think that that's one of the keys to your guys' defensive success, right, is is all these different guys drawing attention and freeing other guys up. So um, have you noticed any differences in the way teams are, are scheming and game planning for you? Um, I'm, I'm sure there is, but it's not really taken into account. I think as long as you do your job and really do it well, everything will play out. Well, it's, it seems like when it comes to doing your job and communicating and all that stuff, it seems like the defensive line's doing that at a really high level. So, I mean, how have you guys improved in that element? How have you guys, you know, uh, just improved overall as a unit? Yeah, at the end of last year, uh, Coach Howe really wanted to emphasize the fact that we need to communicate better on the D-line. Not only is it going to help each other, but if we're all wrong, we're all right. And it's just going to help us play faster in general. So communication is a key part of this year, for sure. 
And I want to ask you about the guy that's playing next to you. I, I know some people know, but I think some people forget that you and Blake Schmidt go way back, right? So, I mean, what's what's that experience been like? I mean, you guys are from the same town, went to the same high school. So, I mean, now going all the way through college, that's a lot of football to play next to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably, that's probably the closest guy I've ever been to. Uh, we've been playing football for so many years now, and uh, it, it's hard to actually even think about it. But, yeah, it's, it's awesome to have that chemistry with Blake Schmidt. Um, he's a great guy. I love him, having him. I love playing next to him. So, uh, it, yeah, it's an awesome experience. And you guys, last time out against Portland State, a great win, and you guys played exceptionally well, especially after halftime. But one guy that was just out on fire, just out of his mind, was Brody Greeby. So what would you think of his performance against Portland State? You guys probably were pretty excited for him. Oh, oh, of course, of course. It's it's awesome to see Brody out there, and uh, especially with uh, his performance against Portland State. He really went crazy. Um, no, we're, we're all happy for him, and it, it's nothing new to us. It's uh, We work for this every week, and we prepare for it, so... Uh, it was nothing out of the usual for us. That expectation and standard for Brody. And when it comes to the expectation and standard, you know, I talked to Sean Howe about this last week, and Brody's talked about this as well, and, and so has Ben Seymour, and a lot of the guys, Kenneth Iden's talked about this with me too. It seems like you guys have a, a really strong awareness of the great defensive line play that's that's always highlighted Montana State, not just recently, but forever, decades and decades. So, I mean, how much does having a standard to try to uphold, how much does that inspire you guys? Having that expectation before even coming here and understanding why it's so important helps us not only develop, but play better. Like this university prides itself on on, on running the ball and stopping, stopping the run. So we have to uphold that standard, you know? And um, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's clear and it's, it, it goes through the minds of the younger guys as well once you see this culture and see what, what we want to do, you know? Sebastian Valdez here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Montana State coming off a bye. They're 5-1, ranked second in the country. Got Cal Poly coming to town uh, this upcoming weekend uh, in Bozeman. How about just Coach Howe in general? I mean, he seems like a, a very inspirational and energetic guy. Just describe his coaching style. What's it like playing for a guy like that? Uh, it's awesome. Um, he he's not afraid to, to get in your face and really tell you that what you're doing is wrong, and that's a good thing because that's how you fix your mistakes and really get better. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing, and he knows how to. He knows D line play, and that's that's key. Um, that's key. Not only does he teach his technique, but it's a mentality that he brings with it. And uh, we're really uh, fortunate to have a guy like him here at Montana State. Just the defensive unit in general, I mean, you guys are playing really well right now, only giving up 15 points a game, just about 100 yards rushing a game. So what have been the keys? I mean, I, you guys were good last year defensively. seems like you, you've improved a lot across the board, though. I know that a lot of that has to do with all the guys playing behind you, too. So, I mean, what have been the, the key factors to you guys and your defensive performance so far? Yeah, no, I feel like we're a lot better than we were last year. Um we're we're a gap sound defense, and, and like everybody understands that they have a job. And uh, I don't know, but I don't I don't feel like anybody's selfish on this defense. Everybody loves each other, and everybody plays for one another. And I feel like that's very important on top of uh, talent in general. I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, um, but you don't have a good relationship with your with your players, and uh, it doesn't mean much, does it? No doubt, you can definitely see the chemistry coming through. Uh, across the board. Uh, last couple of things for you then. I mean, last year against Cal Poly, that was a crazy game, and, and the offense went nuts, scored 72 right. points. So, I mean, what do you remember about that one? And, uh, I mean, it must have been crazy for you guys as defensive guys to just see the offense scoring over and over and over again. No, yeah, it was, it was a great opportunity for young guys also to get in the game and really get out there and get that experience. So that was pretty cool. No, it was a great uh, game for our offense, and I really enjoyed seeing that, actually. And this week, I know as we speak here, it's only Monday, so probably just getting a – 
a little bit of a, a taste of Cal Poly so far. But, I mean, uh, you guys have such a disciplined mentality, it seems like. So, I mean, does it even matter who you play? And it seems like you guys just go about your business no matter who's on the schedule. Uh, just week by week. It, it, it honestly doesn't matter who we play. Um, we're going to prepare the same, and we're going to attack the week the same. And uh, like I said earlier, there's no – you can't take anything lightly. But, yeah, Cal Poly, uh, they're a good, disciplined team, and they, we're not just going to walk in there and uh, just – uh, just run all over them, you know. They're they're a good team, and we're, we're gonna have to fight for it. Sebastian Valdez, All-American candidate there on the interior defensive line at Montana State. He's a junior there for MSU. They're coming off a bye, hosting Cal Poly on Saturday. Sebastian, thanks for being here, man. Really appreciate it, and best of luck this weekend. Awesome, thank you. Beast mode, that guy is. I I know that I give a lot of love to the interior guys on the offensive and defensive lines, but I just think that's where. The origin point of success in football stems from. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the numbers, it's not what it's all about. Sebastian Valdez had a breakout uh, year last year. He had, uh, I mean, he had seven and a half sacks and 11 tackles for loss, which are just huge numbers for an interior guy. He's not going to get those numbers again this year. But make no mistake, pretty much every time Montana State's getting a sack or a tackle for loss, it's because Seabass is kicking somebody's butt. <laughs> it's it's actually wild to watch him. He's one of my favorite guys to watch on film in the whole league because he, he truly just tosses people. I mean, he is so unbelievably strong. And I think his his ceiling, his potential, is as as high as anybody, period, in, uh, in all of the Big Sky Conference. Our Montana State Minute featuring Sebastian Valdez. More Nuanas Now, right after this. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Can't wait for this tonight. It's going to be so off the hook. Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. I guess welcome back, not welcome in. We're almost done. I don't know. The pictures are falling off the wall. Our pets' heads are falling off. We're just having a great time. What a fun show this was today. Appreciate you for riding along with us. Also appreciate all of our fun guests. I love when we get the powerhouse lineup and then it all works out. It's particularly hard to get multiple live guests for a really long time, but we did it today. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, all the way around the FCS. 
myself and Andrew Houghton, tucking our way around Big Sky Conference basketball. Mike Anderson, Grizz Hockey, a preview of the rivalry games between uh, Montana and Montana State on the ice in both Missoula and Bozeman this week. We also heard from Samuel Akim, an all-time great Grizz wide receiver, entering his second year with the Philadelphia Stars of the United States Football League. And we also heard from Sebastian Valdez, Montana State defensive tackle, a guy that's going to be making money playing football uh, someday soon as well. Fun to have all those guests. Appreciate them. You missed anything in the show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grids all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org for all of your blue and gold needs. I'm going to Macklemore right after this. Actually, that's a lie. I'm going to the Mo Club right after this. Then I'm going to go on the Tubs in the Club podcast for half an hour. And then I'm going to go to Macklemore. I've already told these guys, Tubs in the Club, that I, uh, uh, this is the Idaho fan podcast, by the way. These guys are funny. They do a good job. I jump on there once or twice a year when they're playing the Montana schools. And, you know, I told them, I don't know what I'm going to say because all I've said on there for the last several years I've got on there is, I think Idaho should be good. And the only reason they're not good is because they don't have a coach that, that knows how to be good. Well, now they do. So now I don't know what I'm going to say. Besides, Idaho's really good now. It'll be fun, though. And uh, then Macklemore at the Adams Center. That should be a great time. I uh, can't wait for it. If I, uh, if I see you down there, come say hello. And uh, we can talk about all the fun stuff, especially my eternal debate on how many people listening to Nuanas Now and ESPN Radio actually know uh, who Macklemore is. The Major League Baseball playoffs are uh, raging on. And uh, we're knocking on the door of an upset that nobody that loves the Dodgers wants and everybody else really, really wants. Because the Dodgers are the Yankees of the West Coast, and you either love them or you hate them. And uh, if you don't love them, you probably completely relish when they lose. And guess what? They got their backs against the wall. They're down 2 to nothing to the Arizona Diamondbacks. If Arizona wins tonight in Phoenix, bye-bye, Dodgers. That's coming up next uh, on ESPN Radio. We're rolling right into it. Uh, what do you think, guys? Andrew, what do you think? Is uh, is LA going to extend the series, or is this going to be a sweep? Is the 101 win Dodgers just going to be 03 barbecue? Well, Coulter, I can't really let myself believe, unfortunately, because I've <laughs> been agree. having nightmares about that Dodgers team for years and years and years. Yeah, they got they've won 100 games in the regular season for five straight seasons. They're How's a perfect it going the player development machine. <laughs> they got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe they're dead until I see the corpse with the head cut off. And I'm still worried that they're gonna extend it tonight. And you know, moving away from home for the height for the for the I guess the lower seed yeah. in team in a situation like this, it can only be good for you. Yeah, there's gonna be Tens of thousands of Diamondbacks fans at that stadium. It's going to be packed out, right? But you're away from the pressure of playing at Dodger Stadium and being down 2-0. You can just focus on beating the team across from you. I'm going to say that I hope it ends tonight. I'm not sure it's going to. I'm a big fan of the Braves. This current iteration of the Braves, I really have no fandom left when it comes to Major League Baseball. But I think this Braves team is super sweet. And I certainly wagered on the game tonight. But I bet against the Braves, and I'm going to win a little money because the Philadelphia Phillies are pounding Atlanta right now. They're up 8-2 in the top of the eighth uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, my significant other is going to be very distraught by this, and that series is certainly going to be uh, pushed to the brink 
because Philly, if they if and when they win this game, uh, they are going to be up two to one, and Atlanta is going to be also sitting there. So, I mean, I think that any pundit and uh, betting person and baseball analyst would have said that it was going to be a pretty unlikely scenario if the National League Championship Series wasn't Atlanta versus Los Angeles. But we're, we're already we're already creeping up on this, which is pretty crazy. Uh, we'll give you an update on what went down. This uh, this evening, what the final is of this game from Philadelphia is, as well as uh, how it goes uh, in Phoenix with the Dodgers playing the Diamondbacks. We're rolling right into that game, so don't change the channel. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio, jam-packed lineup tomorrow, including Paul Wolf of Cal Poly, Jason Neck of Idaho, Key Christensen, the uh, quarterback for the Dillon Beavers. All of it and more. We'll see you then. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.